This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, how are you? And welcome to another installment of The Nightcap. We appreciate you choosing to join us to talk some Golden Knights hockey today. Whenever we find you, wherever we find you on the CBS Sports Radio 1140 Signal or streaming on the Radio.com app. Uh, my name is Lindsay Brown, your host always and forever uh, on the nightcap here. And because we're dealing with some unforeseen circumstances, you know, surrounding COVID-19, we're going to do this a little bit differently than we usually do. Uh, we're, our, our goal here for us uh, at CBS Sports Radio, because the NHL season, like all other sports, has been put on a pause, is that we're going to just basically put some content out there each and every week uh, in terms of any updates around the league, things that are Golden Knights related, that in terms of signings, and then uh, kind of a popcorn toss-up topic. Uh, so today, we're going to lead off with a little bit of a discussion surrounding uh, the NHL and COVID-19. And now, uh, since we talked to you all last, it was uh, last Monday, so we're recording this on Wednesday, March 25th at around noon. Uh, that basically all the players were going to go into a, a self-quarantine because the CDC recommended against the gathering of, of 50 or more people on March 15th. So the NHL uh, basically said they're not going to do anything inside that 60-day window other than possibly exploring uh, uh, an opportunity for a minicamp 45 days in. Now, that, that recommendation is came down on March 15th, as I said, 45 days into that window. That would put us at April 29th, 60 days after that March 15th uh, kind of declaration from the CDC. That would put us at May 14th. And obviously, these dates, these frameworks, everything is up in the air, just like everything else in society is up in the air right now. It's very much contingent on how things go uh, in terms of how we're able to flatten the curve with the virus, not just here in Nevada, but nationwide in the United States and worldwide as well. Um, another thing that they all of this information basically came out with from a press release or at least something that's a Q&A option that you can find on NHL.com that was released by the NHL on March 23rd. So just a couple days old uh, in terms of positive tests. We've only had two players, both being from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, test positive for COVID-19. They've both been put into isolation and only exhibiting mild symptoms. We don't have the names of the players. They don't have to give those to us. We really don't need to know them at this point because everybody in the NHL, as I said, is in quarantine until, uh, let's see what my date is here, until April 6th. So the when, when the NHL put a pause on, they said basically every single NHL player had to self-quarantine through April 6th and 
Some players might have to wait longer. It just depends uh, on the local mandates and whether or not they require a longer period of quarantining due to recent travel. We're dealing with international travel between the United States and and Canada. Lots of crossing paths, lots of crossing paths with uh, hockey teams, with basketball teams, with with people around in general. This is how how crazy this can get out of hand if they didn't uh, take care of this as quickly and as swiftly as they did. Um, As I said, that self-quarantine period is includes all of April 6th. After that, depending on what happens, as I said, in the greater society, societal picture, consideration of opening club facilities will be kind of uh, batted around to see if they can start scheduling some coordinated small group voluntary workout trainings, maybe some ice sessions, maybe some captain's practices and whatnot. Regardless, uh, hopefully they're able to at least get back into the facilities, but that's very much dependent on uh, the, over these next few days. Uh, you might be asking, well, we've seen a lot of NBA players get tested. We've seen a lot of teams take the initiative to get their players tested via private avenues and whatever else. Uh, the NHL is not going to be testing everyone at this point. It's not recommended by medical experts. And to be totally honest, and they were honest with it too, there's not enough kits. There's not enough testing uh, resources. And honestly, those are better uh, off in the hands of the medical professionals of people on the front lines. And so they're not going to be uh, testing players unless they exhibit symptoms unless they go in with saying, hey, I'm, I'm showing the symptoms consistent with COVID-19, with the coronavirus, then they'll go ahead and test them. But in terms of blanket testing or just pockets of teams, they're not going to be doing that. You got to remember, we're dealing with a much larger uh, group of people in terms of a hockey team when you have 22, 23, 24 guys uh, up with the team at a time, whereas basketball, you're dealing with what? Groups of 15, 16 guys. So it's a much easier putt uh, when you're talking about testing NBA players. All right, moving on, we are going to talk about uh, a little bit about what's going on with VGK. Now, we've had a couple of signings over the last few days. Most importantly, well, I wouldn't say most importantly, but the biggest of note in terms of a player that is on the active roster as we speak right now, that is Zach Whitecloud. Zach Whitecloud is a defenseman, 23 years old. Uh, They signed him to a two-year contract extension worth $725,000. Uh, $1,000 per year. As I said, a two-year deal, kind of a bridge deal, to be totally honest. Uh, But the biggest distinction that Zach gets in this deal is the fact that it is a one-way contract. And you might be asking, Lance, we're listening to NICAP. We we get the overall idea, but what is the difference between a one-way and a two-way contract? Well, a one-way deal basically comes with the expectation that you are going to be a a full-time player on an NHL roster and that if you can't be sent down to the AHL like back and forth like we saw uh, most of the the young guys on the Vegas Golden Knights roster this year where every day it was like, oh, Nicholas Walsh getting sent down and then Nicholas Hay gets sent down and they get called back up each and every day. That's essentially to, to move around the salary cap because they're on two-way deals. When you're on a two-way deal, a player makes one salary when they're up with the NHL club and another different numbered salary when they're playing in the AHL. The one-way deal, like I said, means you are expected to be on that NHL club. If you get sent down, that means you have to go through the waivers. That means other teams will have the opportunity to pick you up um, before you can go down to the AHL. Uh, the most notable uh, recent example of this is the Devils, uh, one of their 
starting goaltenders, Corey Schneider. Uh, he signed a really long-term deal about five, six, seven years ago. He hasn't played well over the last couple of seasons, so he was sent down to their AHL affiliate and was making the same amount of NHL money, which is around $6 million per season, playing the AHL because he is on that one-way deal. Uh, so if anything, while White Cloud is giving up uh, some money in terms of the actual overall value of the contract, he was making almost close to a $1 million dollars. Uh, on the on the deal that he is right now, this allows him to stave off restricted free agency and basically solidify that top six defenseman for your Golden Knights. Right now, as it stands, we have Nate Schmidt and uh, Brady McNabb on that top pair, Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez on that second pair, and Nick Holden and Zach Whitecloud on that third pair. Because there's so much money tied up and so many different players on this team, defensemen included Shea, uh, like I said, Schmitty, Mark Stone, Pat, Max Patrick, all of these deals that they have on the books essentially don't leave a lot extra for players like Zach Whitecloud. So I'm, ga- I'm guessing Kelly McCrimmon and, and the front office of the Vegas Golden Knights probably went to Zach and said, hey, here's the deal. We think we, from what we've seen in the limited sample size, we think that you're ready to play on this big club with the guys. But for that to work, for you to be on this team and to be on a chance to be on a roster that has Stanley Cup aspirations over the next couple seasons when this window is open, which is basically uh, tied up with what Mark Andre Fleury's contract is, you have to take less money. You have to take less, otherwise we're not going to be able to get you. We can move you, we can keep you down in the AHL, but regardless, this is the cap amount that we have. This is what we can give you. And you know what? If you kick ass, if you're great, if you play well, we'll revisit this in two years and we'll make sure that we'll take care of you then because this guy is a homegrown talent. He's a very important uh, piece for the Golden Knights in their future because he is a stay-at-home defenseman. He's not very flashy when it comes to offense. I mean, he only has one assist uh, and as plus three in terms of his 16 games played this season, 14 minutes and 19 seconds average time on ice. But the thing about those stay-at-home defensemen, not only do they take care of business in front of your net at home and, and, and just positionally around the ice, but they enable other defensemen like Shea Theodore, like Nate Schmidt, who like to jump up into plays and be offensive and show off their gifts. They allow them to play a little more free because when you're playing with a, a partner that isn't as solid, that isn't necessarily a stay-at-home defenseman, sometimes you have that little subconscious uh, checking of yourself being like, can I jump up right here? Can I make this decision? Because if it messes up, if all goes to hell, am I putting my team in a bad position and also my D partner uh, more directly in a bad position that could go back the other way and end up in the back of our net? With players like Zach Whitecloud, who are mature beyond their years and, and already really gotten an understanding of what it takes to be a professional hockey player, especially at the NHL level, uh, and only being 23 years old. And and while he's going to be paired up mostly with Nick Holden, we've seen how special teams go. We've seen how how much Shea Theodore has been utilized over the last few weeks before the season was paused. When, when games start to get really tight, when we start to get down to the nitty-gritty parts of the season, you start relying on your big-time guys more. So you have to make sure you can hold serve with the guys that are out there or say you have to split up the pairs and say, hey, well, uh, Zach, White Cloud, you have to be with Shea Theodore for this penalty kill now. He has to be able to play that. He has to be able to be a Swiss Army knife as that third pair defenseman. Uh, but nonetheless, this is a big signing, and like I said, this solidifies that top six uh, defenseman. Not really great news in, for uh, Derek England or John Merrill, but both of those uh, players have kind of seen the writing on the wall, especially since Peter DeBoer took over this team uh, in terms of what their long-term futures are 
uh, at least with this organization. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, the Golden Knights also signed somebody just yesterday, yesterday being the 24th of March. That would be free agent defenseman, another defenseman, uh, Jake McLaughlin, uh, to an AHL contract. Uh, Jake is 23 years old. He's from Hinsdale, Illinois. Hold on, I need to take a little sip. Mm -hmm. But he just finished up his senior year at UMass. Uh, he had a career-high year this year with 34 games played, 3 goals, 11 assists, 14 points, 27 penalty minutes. Those are all career highs and was named Hockey East All-Star third team. Uh, he played over 138 games in his career, 42 points and 81 penalty minutes in that four-year career at UMass. And I'm not super familiar with Jake. Uh, it sounds like this is very much a depth move for the, for the AHL club that will be located in Henderson next year. At least it will be at Orleans Arena and be based out of Henderson technically. Uh, but these are these types of signings that we're going to see from the organization, especially uh, during this time of the year. And while we're having a really weird situation where nobody's playing, and that's very much uh, unique, this time of the year is when you sign those those college guys that are just finishing up their senior years or really, really high-end prospects that are maybe in their freshman, sophomore, junior years in hopes of seeing if they're ready, signing them up with the big club and having them play You know the remainder of the regular season games. That's a very normal occurrence in the NHL and one that we're not really – I don't think we're going to have the opportunity to see this year, as I said, because there's not a lot of hockey being played straight up. Um, so it, they're going to be add. Teams are going to be adding these guys. And and this guy, and, and, and Jake McLaughlin, was a, just a free agent. He wasn't a draft pick. You know, we see a lot of these guys who are a little bit of later bloomers, especially if they're physically really undersized when they start college. He, he played two years in junior, so... Uh, you see some of these guys develop really late, especially once they have six years of basically postgraduate hockey under their belt. It allows them to physically develop and then kind of pop up out of nowhere. Um, Jimmy Vesey did this for, for Harvard a few years ago. He's now on the Buffalo Sabres, but he went with, with, uh, with the New York Rangers initially. Uh, regardless, this seems like a depth mood and someone uh, that should be really interesting to see how he kind of uh, matches up in terms of that deep, young decor that the Golden Knights have in their AHL, including Jimmy Schultz, including... You know, all these guys that we've seen up and down, uh, Nick Hag, uh, up and down all season. And so it's, you got to keep adding the stable. You want to make sure you're accruing talent because you never know when you're going to need them. And you got to make sure you're developing for the future. Because like I said, this team is very much in the mindset of the championship window is this season. And then whenever, through the rest of Marc-Andre Fleury's contract, at least for right now. But you can't ignore the future. You can't ignore the three, four, five years into the future when Mark Stone is in his mid early to mid-30s, when Pacioretty's in his mid-30s. I know we don't want to think about this, but this is what franchise sports are. This is what professional sports are, that eventually everything rotates out and you move into a different phase of your franchise. It's good that they're taking care of things. It's good that they're getting guys in the building and guys into their program that they're familiar with, that they're looking to develop, and it's a good thing to see. All right, moving on to our last little tidbit of our uh, conversation here on the Nightcap Special Edition because, you know, COVID-19 is COVIDing. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about if the NHL playoffs started today, which they do not, and they will not start tomorrow. We don't know when they're going to start because the NHL has not put uh, a timeline on when they're looking to return other than that 45 uh, 
45 day, 60 day window that was basically put put forth by the CDC on March 15th. That's the only framework they're operating within. But if they did start today, your Vegas Golden Knights would be matching up with the Winnipeg Jets. Your Golden Knights are 39, 24, and 8 with 86 points, and Winnipeg is 37, 28, and 6 with 80 points. So that means your Vegas Golden Knights would have home ice advantage. But you got to keep it throughout the series. This, you got to make sure that you take care of things on home ice. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets have faced off against each other twice this season. Winnipeg leads that series two to nothing. Uh, most recently, we saw them on March sixth, so just a little over a week, all a little over a week before all of the new normal basically came and crashed down upon us. Uh, they beat the Golden Knights four to nothing, and it was not great, and and it wasn't a very good game in general. But they were able to follow that up, follow that really bad loss, that first game on the road uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, with a with an overtime win over Calgary and then a win over uh, Ottawa or not Ottawa uh, Calgary as well, so they kind of mitigated that loss and and it's a team that I don't think the Golden Knights really particularly match up super well against you guys. Uh, as I said, the other game that they played against Winnipeg was earlier this season on uh, November second. That was an overtime affair. Winnipeg won that four two three, and uh, in terms of why I don't like the Golden Knights uh, matchup with the Winnipeg Jets is that a Connor Hellenbuck, who's the goalie for for the for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, he has been on fire. He is probably your most likely candidate uh, to take home the Vesna this year, and that's awarded to the best overall goaltender. And honestly, is getting some some definite uh, traction in terms of uh, Hart Trophy conversation. That's an MVP, and we haven't seen that happen since Carey Price did it a few years ago, and that is. Very, very rare, you guys, it, it, for in terms of a goalie winning that. And I believe the last time before Carey Price did it, it was also from a Montreal Canadian goalie, or at least one that played there at the at some point in time, was Jose Te, or Jose Theodore. Um, so, like I said, these are very special seasons. Uh, Connor Hellenbuck is 31, 21, and 5. His save percentage is .922. Goals against 2.57. But here's the really crazy stat, guys. Here's what I found. Hold on. Got to make sure we take our drinks. So you guys remember a couple of years ago when Mark Andre Fleury had that unbelievable year, and the Golden Knights made the run to the Stanley Cup final. But he was injured a little bit. But Mark Andre Fleury definitely had a, a, a career year type uh, in that first season of the Golden Knights' uh, existence. That year, Mark Andre Fleury had a GSAA of twenty point seven seven. So that's goals saved above average. So just think of that, of how good Marc-Andre Fleury was. And now let me put this in perspective of how well Helen Buck is playing this year. Because remember, this Winnipeg team has literally no defense. They are awful. Connor Hellenbuck has a GSAA of 22.40. So two, almost two, point, two full points ahead of Marc-Andre Fleury. And you're wondering like, oh, Linz, what's GSAA? Like, what? It, we don't even know what this means. That means goals saved above average. So basically, Connor Hellenbuck has saved 22 more goals than an average NHL goalie would have this season. So just think of where it's not all in one game. It's not all in a string of games. But just think if you could take 22 goals out of your total goals against of the season and how that shifts your your win and loss total, how that shifts your position in the standings, how that shifts you know your trajectory as a franchise, especially one like Winnipeg that is very much on the back half of their window. I really think that their best shot to win that Stanley Cup was the first was in that first season the Golden Knights ever existed in 2017 through 2018 and they were they were quickly dispatched by the Golden Knights in the second round but because they have Connor Hellenbuck who is playing so well because they have 
so much firepower up front that kind of allows them to to gloss over their defensive woes because when you have players like Kyle Connor who Kyle Connor is leading this team in points this year Kyle Connor not Mark Shifley he's but he's tied not Blake Wheeler he has 65 points not even Patrick Line he is at with 63 points but you have five guys with at least 55 points and I know as I said there's no defenseman they're they are just awful in that case but the thing about those teams are, is that you can pack the middle. You can shut things down defensively. You can make sure that you take the shooting lanes away from your opponent in terms of the middle of the ice and keep them to the outside. That's what the what the Jets tr- did when they played against the Golden Knights, even though they were able to get off to a good league just a few weeks ago. But most importantly, just think of how the, uh, the Golden Knights have played against the LA Kings this year. Think about how much of a slog those games have been for the Golden Knights to get any sort of penetration or second chances at, at goal scoring opportunities. You're like, we'll get the shot from the outside and then either the goalie puts it in the corner or make sure that he, he's on top of the rebound. When you're not getting penetration, when you're just dealing with a team that just packs it in the middle, it's going to be really tough for you to score goals, but more importantly, it's so tough for you to generate positive momentum for your team and this is a team that being the Golden Knights that really has a a tendency to kind of get in their own heads if games aren't going super well if they're shooting a lot which they have a tendency to do they have a tendency to over outshoot their opponents but when things aren't going well when they're not scoring when they're not getting that positive reinforcement of being like I work hard down here so I can go score down there it just gets to be kind of a mind bleep. It just becomes kind of a, a, a very much pushing the rock up the hill only to have it roll back down at the end of the day. And so that's why I don't like this matchup for the Golden Knights. That's why I don't really want them to have uh, have to face Winnipeg in the first round. But you got to play who you got to play. You got to make sure that whoever your opponent is, that you're ready to go. I'm not saying that they don't have the ability. I think they very much so have the ability, but... I think they would be much easier of a road if they were to match up against Calgary or Edmonton in the first round rather than Winnipeg. You're going to have to see the big-time teams eventually if you're if you're trying to go where the Golden Knights are trying to go. Uh, but it would just be easier, especially in those early rounds, if you could have uh, an opponent that's not going to take everything out of you where you're not you know pushing to overtime and going to Game 7 every time. And I just think with the way that, that the roster is constructed for the Winnipeg Jets and the way that the roster is constructed for the Golden Knights – it's just it's it's too it's too close of a of a match, and so uh, that's that's just my opinion. We'll have to see w- and whether or not this will come to fruition. As I said, the NHL hasn't put any framework on the return, what their plans would be in terms of are we going to finish the regular season? Uh, what about those teams that are on the bubble? Are we just going to go straight into playoffs? What are we going to do? All of these questions really can't be answered until we you know, basically pass through time until we get through the next couple weeks, just as an an entire community here in Las Vegas and and as a country and as a world as a whole. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of up in the air. But regardless, I think we would all take any sort of matchup that we could possibly get uh, just to see these guys back on the ice. But we're going to have to wait just a little bit longer. Uh, that'll do it for us here uh, for the nightcap for this week. Appreciate you guys joining me. My name is Lindsay Brown, your host, always and forever. And uh, please make sure you hit subscribe in that radio.com feed or on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you get these uh, episodes when they're posted. They push straight to your phone. You can download them. But most importantly, share this with your friends. Share this with your family. Help you know get some buzz around this because I know we're all dealing with the sports abyss. I know we're all dealing with some a lot of time on our hands. And this is just a really good opportunity for all of us to, A, 
educate ourselves, B, learn a new hobby, and C, you know, look to really push and grow our brand. And that's what we're trying to do here for the Nightcap at CBS Sports Radio. That's what I'm trying to do uh, as me, Lindsey Brown here. And, uh, you know, send it to your friends. Send it to all of your friends. Uh, But we will be back next week here for the Nightcap. Thanks again for joining us. And, uh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.